Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a new series, mini series, entitled Station Eleven. It piqued my interest some time ago when it came across my uh my recommended and I put it in my queue, waiting for the opportunity, and here we are. So uh I don't know much about the show other than it's a post-apocalyptic type of series. So let's go ahead and take a look behind the curtain. Just want to ask peers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. The miniseries is created by Patrick Somerville based on the 2014 novel of the same name by Emily St. Uh, John Mandel. Looks like the the miniseries premiered December 16th of 2021. I will go ahead and read the premise. 20 years after a flu pandemic resulted in the collapse of civilization, a group of survivors who make their living as traveling performers encounter a violent cult led by a man whose past is unknowingly linked to a member of the troupe. And none of that happened this episode, but I think we got the link. It has to be Kristen since we started with her being a child and ended with her being a grown ass woman. <laughs> Speaking of our main cast, Kristen is played by Mackenzie Davis. The young Kristen is played by Matilda Lawler. Himesh Patel is Jeevan Chaudhry. David, is that Wilmot? I think that's a, that's an L right there. Uh, yeah, David Wilmot is Clark Thompson. Nabazin Razan, I think I said that right, as Frank Chaldry. Daniel Zovato as Tyler Leander. Philippine. Uh, Velga, Velga as Alexandra and Lori Petty as Sarah. There is a group of recurring characters, but I am not going to list them all. Sorry. <laughs> if it was just a few, sure. But that's a that's a pretty long list there. Pretty lengthy. This uh, will consist of ten episodes. Executive producers are Patrick Somerville, Jessica Rose, Scott. Steindorf, uh, Dylan Russell, Scott Demian, Jeremy Podsewa, and wait, no, Hero Murrow, Murray, and Nate Matheson. And then producers are Emily St. John Mandel, which is the author, and Claire Wayland. Cinematography, Christian Springer. Steve Cossins and Daniel Grant. And I think we've given credit, well, credit is due. Round of applause. Let's go ahead and just jump into this episode. <laughs> Wheel of Fire was directed by Hero Moray and written by Patrick Somerville. I gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10. I thought it was a a really strong pilot the beginning scene is what looks like to be the future apocalyptic realm where pigs and boars roam what used to be a playhouse 
flashback of said playhouse because there was a playbill that said king lear shows javine no it's jeevan jeevan watching king lear when suddenly the lead actor collapses this is one arthur leander from an apparent heart attack he ran all the way up on stage not to be a doctor (laughs) i did wonder why everyone reacted so late i understand thinking it would have been a part of the the story like maybe he forgot his lines but when he started like leaning and collapsing across shit people are still on their knees <laughs> the cops question him later on asking the same question so you're not a doctor why did you jump in then they just let him walk off to go speak with Kristen, who has been left abandoned on stage watching arthur be covered and i don't think he was going to recover i thought that was the death cloth going over him but apparently they just took him in the ambulance (laughs) he takes her backstage to find tanya the wrangler for the children she tells him acting is what she likes most in the world when she asks him if he thought that arthur was dead and the bomb to her accepting that harsh reality because he totally knows he died he must have died he uh he tells her what he did die if he died he did doing what he loved the most he just abandoned the person he was with though and that turned out to be his girlfriend laura and then he got salty wondering why she would abandon him as if he didn't at first (laughs) make that make that executive decision uh your your phone changing repeatedly what you just type is some real life shit one can relate to his friend went or not his friend his girlfriend went home and i don't blame her outside he sees Kristen once again abandoned by tanya as she left with arthur in the ambulance (laughs) what i don't understand is how is anyone else that's a a part of this production not thinking about the child that they've clearly probably seen in the play a few times not concerned there's not a backup for tanya to call even if she was concerned then where the fuck is her parents i'm sure it was all over the news so wouldn't her parents i know her phone was off it was on e but y'all couldn't stop anywhere and charge that damn battery like a mcdonald's or i don't know (laughs) he elects to take her to the l ain't nobody in this whole play responsible 10 days before on the subway miranda writes arthur's name on an envelope which she later gifts him with it's a copy of her finished graphic novel station 11 i only know her name is miranda because i looked it up on imdb because i was like i know that actress from somewhere arthur greets her warmly not expecting to ever see her again and she is surprised to see kiki in the room very nonchalantly coloring arthur is surprised by the planetary symbol on the inside before telling kiki when she inquires the man on the cover is the asshole that ruined his life back to jeevan he unsuccessfully tries to reach his girlfriend laura 
of whom i do not think he is getting married to anytime soon or at all kiki ignores his her or his advice about her phone battery (laughs) but would like to ask him 20 questions under pressure under pressure i love his attempts to uh get down on her level if your phone dies do you die and then she uses that back on him when he's distracted then she wonders what his job is and he tries to make up some shit like i kind of was taking classes as an emt but i'm I'm sort of kind of a journalist i don't have a job she thought he was a doctor or emt because he was the first one to know uh he replies or i was the first one that stood up she's like apparently it takes a while to figure yourself out i mean and i seem to have a solid idea of the concept but you you need to work on yourself on the train her phone dies predictably and doesn't know her parents and she doesn't know her parents number by heart first things first most children do not walk anywhere without their charger my daughter is uh is is on that if not two chargers in the damn bag two this is a, a a dying thing i just yelled at my daughter the other day i was like how do you not know your address we need to work on this ma'am when suddenly he gets a call from his sister sia who sounds way too chill about the fact that he needs to get to frank's because the world's ending <laughs> and he needs to protect himself because the news is lying about this virus going around and people are already exposed she shares a story with him uh about chocolate and strawberry and it just sounded really gross but it ended with i like when we were kids i figured she must be high up if that's his immediate reaction he got off at the wrong stop completely forgetting the child behind him but to his credit he pulls himself back together and walks her home unable to reach his brother frank or laura an idiot is attempting to reach you on your cellular device here's the thing if people are exposed you was just in a room full of people so i felt like that information should have been passed on before he went to a play unfortunately her parents aren't home and tanya seems to be the nanny and according to christian fucking arthur who apparently has a type i'm the ice cream man she chunky monkey she like the trolley swirly in my vanilla coop she like my sugar cone seeds i just took off the roof clark arthur's friend is calling his contacts including miranda carroll to let them know that he died i'm wondering if miranda gave it to him she looked a little sick he intends to fly out for the funeral but apparently not with his boyfriend who has decided not to accompany him he blatantly told him oh yeah i guess i'm carrying this burden alone and i will accept that but know that you are an asshole for not allowing me to share it with you instead of listening to the news that talks of the pandemic and its seriousness and the fact that the government can't handle it he immediately tunes it out which is odd since he's getting on a plane tomorrow <laughs> when i'm internationally traveling i'm uh deciphering all of the news just for you know self-preservation purposes anyway not hearing there's a flu 
or that would make me even more be like well you know maybe i should drive Jimin at the store starts with a small basket but kiki knows something is up and that he spoke with his sister he begins to panic seeing the strawberry and chocolate yoohoo's together but eventually realizes it's time to man up they spent ten thousand dollars in groceries and the dude was like we don't accept checks yeah i'm not writing a check here's my card you know (laughs) then when it went through he goes uh is this because of the flu should i go somewhere why do you even need to ask when i see certain people uh like when you see no one's in that store and you see all that food and the product yeah i'm not i'm not going to not well that doesn't even make sense to me though because i feel like it would be the opposite knowing how yeah this came out in december of 2021 so i felt like that was real close after the (laughs) to rewrite things to know that they constantly be up in the fucking store that store would not have been empty those shelves would have been though everybody would have been hunkering down people don't fucking play so all the damn toilet paper just all of it i knew that voice was vicky from the good place as we finally get to see the side of things on sia's behalf and she is sick everyone had one phone call but homeboy sent a text (laughs) or a tweet that said bye because it's a disaster outside the hospital jivin doesn't want to kidnap Kristen. But she knows something is wrong and he makes her choose. So she chooses to go home. They really was linking them carts together. Like, dude, I need you to have a vehicle or break into one and steal it. I don't know. (laughs) But this cart situation, you must be real close to where you needed to be. Like, how did it link up that y'all was even in the same area? But whatever. Just walking all over the damn place. But yeah, of course she chooses to go home because that's what is, you know, she even said, I'm eight. <laughs> you want me to choose? I don't think I can. I'm going to choose the only security I know. But he really wants to, her to say she wants to go home so he doesn't have to deal with the burden. But then he accepts it by lying to her, saying her parents contacted him, that they are in a snowbank, and that it was okay if she spent the night. And that the world isn't ending. (laughs) He's just trying to make her feel better. Because there is no one in the world that does seem to give a fuck about her right now. Which is is unheard of. Uh, And how she not know where her parents are at. But they could be sick for all. For all she knows. They see an accident. Where the man is still hitting his gas pedal. He warns him not to open the car door, but he will call an ambulance that I did not see him call at all. (laughs) They get to Frank's and he told that bitch to fuck off in that elevator. He's like, I am not interacting with anyone's germs besides mine and this little girl's. (laughs) Oh, y'all. He's like, it was full. It was full. He gets up to his brothers and the truth bomb is out of the bag i don't know how his neighbors didn't even hear his brother complaining like oh you know my neighbors well they all heard that the world's fucking ending (laughs) because he screamed it (laughs) frank isn't necessarily buying it thinking they need to reach sia 
until kiki watches or first they hear a rumbling but she watched the whole damn thing of a plane crashing and burning right before their eyes i feel like shrapnel would have definitely went between the glass of the building but that's just my opinion frank wants to go get sia understanding the severity of the situation now but sia wanted her brothers to be together and to barricade themselves we don't know what happened during those 80 days but 80 days later is when the door opens which is about two and a half months a little over both jeevan and young kiki leave the safety of the apartment amidst the frost of winter heading to somewhere called the lake uh, we don't see the brother with them he seemed to have had some type of disability so i'm wondering if he just didn't make it if he got sick uh and i didn't know what was going on when i saw the space thing until i realized oh that's the comet come to life question mark and then we see a grown-ass Kristen being called to practice as she is looking at the graphic novel she has managed to hold on to all this time and it's whimsical it is definitely definitely charming thus far the relationship between jeevan and this little girl he just sees alone and abandoned and despite being an absolute <laughs> scrub he's a good person and wants to do the right thing um he probably sees it too as like a sign my sister is probably i'm never gonna see her again that's the last time i'm going she's probably gonna die and i'm never gonna see her again and then i have this little girl uh, who's probably he's probably gonna adopt like a little sister but we we don't see him in the future so what what happens and she looks about 20 something so this is about at least (laughs) um 10 10 15 years later the cast list spoiled that there's gonna be a tyler leander which is the son of arthur leander that we meet in the first episode i wonder how that's all gonna come into play if you want to send feedback for our next episode which will be dropping on fridays blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>